Shabbos, Perak Tesvav, Mishnah Gimel, 15.3. We've now reached a bit of a watershed in the Mishnah, in the Masechta, that is. If you would divide up the Masechta into its most largest brushstrokes, so you would say that the first six prakim dealt with activities that were happening before Shabbos and preparation of Shabbos, and then from the seventh Perak until this point, the 15th Perak basically deals with the Malachas, the 39 categories of Isra and from here on to the end of the Masechta, again, very loosely speaking, we're going to talk about Dine de Rabbanan, rabbinic enactments um, called the Shfus, um, from the Lashon of, of Tishbos, to rest on Shabbos. The rabbis put things into place to ensure that the spirit of Shabbos was maintained and that people shouldn't look like they're breaking Shabbos or inadvertently break Shabbos, etc. So now we begin with the topic of rabbinic enactments regarding protecting the sanctity of Shabbos. And this is the first one. It implicates two separate points. Um, one of them is the issue of hachana. Hachana is preparing for after Shabbos on Shabbos, which in general is forbidden. Um, there's some nuanced differences. If you're talking about something that's just a normal course of action, if it's something you need also for Shabbos, if it involves um, a tircha, exertion, etc. But the basic gist of it is, as I think people are familiar with, is that one may not exert himself to do things to prepare for after Shabbos on Shabbos, as the Mishnah will discuss. And the second thing is more specific to the Mishnah of folding garments and uh, making beds, etc. And the issue here is if you're folding, let's say your talus, which has a nice crease on it, you're folding it to put it back and make a nice crease again, as it was before. So that looks like metakin kli, like repairing or fixing a utensil. You're basically fixing up the quasi-ruined garment that wasn't folded properly, and now you're refolding it again. So those are the two issues facing the Mishnah. The Mishnah says inside, Mekaplin es hakelim, one may fold his utensils, meaning his clothing, on Shabbos, afilu arba v'chamisha pamim, even four or five times. Here what we mean according to Rashi is four or five times is you could take off and put on, let's say your talus, four or five times during the course of Shabbos, each time folding it um, and unfolding it as you set it down and then pick it up again. Now, while that's true that one may um, fold his garments, so the Gemara brings a number of qualifications. First of all, it goes without saying that the only reason that you're permitted to do this exertion of folding this utensil, this clothing on Shabbos, is because you need it for Shabbos. If you didn't need it for this Shabbos, you needed it for, uh, you know, after Shabbos, so then that's the general hachana problem, preparation for Moti Shabbos, and it would be forbidden. At the end of the mission, I'll discuss what's the folding of talus lemaisa. Um, but even if you even if you need it for this Shabbos, still um, it would be used on this Shabbos, I should say. So then, even still, there are um, four qualifications that the Gemara puts down, and uh, the Bartanura speaks them out. The first is that it has to be folded by just one person, as opposed to two people working together. Uh, when two people work together, so they really can get, do a good job of pulling the cloth very tight, and it looks like they're really repairing it, fixing it, you know, like laundering it, and making it ready for use again. Like, so it looks a lot like Tikkun Kli, which is a tolda of, of Makbah Patish. The second condition is that it's only done with new clothing. That is, clothing that still is, like, quite firm. and doesn't fold so easily and doesn't, like, you know, um, get wrinkled and wrinkled the same way that um, worn-out soft clothes do, says the Gemara. The third condition is that um, it must be white clothing we're talking about. Apparently, the Gemara said that, that when one folds colored clothing, the benefits conferred by the folding 
are much more dramatic than if you have white clothes that you're folding, which are less um, benefited by just the folding process since they're all white and sort of less evident that they're like being renewed, if you will, by folding them. And fourth is that we're talking about a case where you have nothing else to wear that's appropriate for the occasion on Shabbos than this particular garment. So if you had a change of clothing, you would not be allowed to fold the garments, even if it's planned to be used on Shabbos and done by one person and done um, with new clothing and done on white clothing still, you still couldn't do it unless this was the only option you had that was appropriate for the occasion. In such a scenario, you could fold it, as we say, in the Mishnah. Again, at the end, I'll go back to the Halach Lamaisa about Talesan. Let me go on for now to get the principles laid out. The Mishnah says, Umatzi'in es hamitos maleli Shabbos the Shabbos. This is now making the bed. So let's, you know, making the bed sheets, pulling the bed sheets tight again, which is also very similar to folding garments in as much as essentially you're you're kind of renewing the bed, but also potentially um, you are um, preparing for Moti Shabbos. So the Mishnah says, if it's not for Moti Shabbos, if indeed it's Malele Shabbos the Shabbos, if you slept in the bed on Friday night, and now on Shabbos morning you want to remake the bed so that you'll have a comfortable bed to sleep in for your Shabbos Shloof and Shabbos afternoon, then for sure that's going to be okay. Here you're not folding in any seams, it doesn't look like you're really renewing them too much. And since you're using it for Shabbos, so even though it may be a bit of a tircha to make the bed, but you're happy to do it because you want it for Shabbos proper. Um, therefore, it's not considered hachana. Avalobish mishabbos lamoti Shabbos. One may not, however, make his bed on Shabbos morning if the next time he plans on using it is for moti Shabbos, because that would be hachana. There is a bit of a tircha involved, a bit of an effort involved in making a bed. And if it's not for use until after Shabbos, that would be hachana, that would be forget, forbidden to be done on Shabbos proper. Now, um, let me pause here for a second and talk about and talk about these two things, lahalach lamaisa. The first is, as far as hachana in general goes, so although there is a range of opinions about how far the prohibition extends, um, the minag certainly, by Ashkenazim, as far as I'm familiar with, is that pretty much all work all action done for Moti Shabbos is really um, avoided um, at all costs. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say at all costs. But it's, it's avoided it's avoid in general. Um, so that means, you know, after Shalashudas, one doesn't clean off the table until after one makes Abdullah, etc. Um, now, there are different degrees which one could take this. In other words, let's say you go to Shabbos, you go to Shachris on Shabbos morning, and you're wearing your raincoat because it's drizzling outside, and after you come out of diving, the sun is shining, and it's, you know, a nice warm day. So can you take your raincoat home from shul or not? If you take it home, you're obviously bringing it home so you'll have it next time it rains and not for Shabbos. So is that allowed? So the general principle is that I think that the consensus of postcom is that if you're doing something which is sort of a normal activity, like wearing a coat home or bringing a coat home, which doesn't involve any real extra work like bringing a coat home, um, so then... And you're allowed to um, you're allowed to do it, and therefore I think um, Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, um, Rav Ribiat in his book, etc., all say that to bring the coat home would be okay, because like I said, it doesn't involve really much tircha, and it's not really uh, a, a big deal. It's a normal course of events that one goes through, etc. Um, as far as folding the Shabbos, the talis for multi Shabbos, so there um, it is actually could be more restricted. There's a range of opinions. Um, from the Aruch HaShulchan, who's very makel, um, Shlomo Zalman said you can fold it, just fold it on the seams, the, like the back to the front way, in the, even if on, on the seam, but just the, in the opposite direction of the seam, and fix it after Shabbos. Um, some are more lenient, some are more, more, more strict than that. 
in general, um, if you're putting it away for permanent use, like for the next day, it's not really proper to put it on the seam on Shabbos. I, I'm led to believe by the consensus of Poskim, and therefore it's better either just to fold it up in sort of an ad hoc way, not on the seams altogether, to present, prevent it from getting further wrinkled than after Shabbos fixing it, which I think is the more prevalent custom, to sort of put it aside in a way that doesn't get wrinkled worse than fix it after Shabbos. Folding after Shabbos is normal, um, which is a recommended way. Um, to do things, um, and the idea being that you're not really preparing for after Shabbos, just putting it away in such a way that you're avoiding um, loss or damage or talus on Shabbos. As far as making beds go, so there's certainly Tirch and Malda making a bed. Um, nevertheless, when you're doing something that maybe only has use, utility, utilitarian use after Shabbos, like the bed or the dishes, so and there's a Tirch and Valda making beds and doing dishes, so um, at first blush, the luck would be if you don't use the better dishes till after Shabbos, it should be uster to make it or clean them on Shabbos. However, if you're the kind of person who doesn't want the bed made for sleeping in on Moti Shabbos per se, but rather you just don't want to have your room be a mess now on Shabbos, or you don't want to have the dishes that are dirty in the sink are bothering you now on Shabbos, etc. So then, indeed, for the sake of Shabbos, one could uh, make the bed or do the dishes because um, that's not considered hachana. This is my understanding of most poskim. Let's say like this. Um, not considered hachana for after Shabbos because you want it and you want the benefit of the made bed or the clean dishes now. And as much as um, to, not, to not have the bed made or the dishes cleaned, it's bothering you on Shabbos. So it's a Shabbos purpose that you're doing it for. Again, one would have to be sort of honest between himself and Hashem to figure that one out. Uh, meaning if it indeed is for Moti Shabbos or for a benefit on Shabbos. Okay. The Mishnah continues on now. And... We're going to have a discussion about the relative status of Yom Kippur to Shabbos. We've just finished saying that you can't do work on Shabbos from Motzi Shabbos um, because that's sort of a desecration of the sanctity of Shabbos. Um, so there's no business. You're not allowed to do hachana, preparing for Motzi Shabbos on Shabbos. The question is, what's with Yom Kippur? Now, everyone's going to agree that Yom Kippur is um, on a lower level of Kedusha than Shabbos. That might come as a surprise to you at first if you think Yom Kippur is the day of the year, Yoma, but it's, um, in fact, Shabbos is the more Kaddish day, and that's certainly evidenced by the fact that one who does Malacha on Shabbos, who bases it with Edom and Hasra, with witnesses um, and warning, would be liable to skilo the death penalty, whereas doing Malacha on Yom Kippur um, carries with the penalty of Karas at most. So it's certainly um, a lower level of sanctity. The question is, what's with preparing? On the other hand, the problem is that Yom Kippur is, in its own right, called the uh, Shabbos Shabbaston, it's a Shabbos, so to speak, on some level all to itself. The question is, what's the relationship between the two? May one prepare on Yom Kippur for Shabbos, or is that a violation of the sanctity of Yom Kippur? And may one prepare on um, on uh, something on Shabbos for Motzi Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur, or not? So the mission says, Rabbi Shmolomer, Mekaplin Esakalim, one could fold his clothing, and make the beds on Yom Kippur in preparation for Shabbos. Meaning since Shabbos is more Kaddosh than Yom Kippur, one is allowed to do Hachanas on Yom Kippur, notwithstanding the fact that Hachanas is generally forbidden on Yom Kippur for Motzi Yom Kippur, if the Motzi Yom Kippur day is Shabbos. And the Chelbe Shabbos craven be Yom Kippurim. Chelev are the fats, referring to the fats, the organ fats that go on the mezbech as part of the emurim, they're the burned parts of the korbanos. If you're talking about, let's say, a, a um, 
uh, an ola, korban ola, so then the entire korban is going to be burned, not just the chela, but the entire animal. Um, the point here is that animals that have to be brought on, let's say, Shabbos Yom Kippur, so certainly the animal has to be shechted and the blood offered on the Mizbeach on the day that it needs to be brought, and then you can um, begin the haktara. Haktara is like the word katoras, is burning something to make the smoke come up. So you're allowed to do that, um, let's say on Shabbos. It's it's um, burning these fats or the whole animal, if you're talking about the, the uh, an ola, etc. on Shabbos, like a Tomet Shabbat Harbaim. You're allowed, it's Doche Shabbos, you're allowed to burn on Shabbos, um, but what isn't burned on Shabbos has to be continuously burn on Motzi Shabbos. Um, just the same way that if you, on any old Thursday afternoon, they'll finish burning whatever Karbonos, Thursday night, which is the next day, you have to continue to do the Haktara, you burn those those uh, fats and limbs, whatever there is, to be burned. So, although it's true you can burn from Shabbos on Motzi Shabbos, you certainly may not burn Erev Shabbos, meaning Friday's Karbonos that weren't burned fully, you may not burn them on Shabbos. In other words, the burning haktorah of the limbs and fats of Friday's karbonos is not docha Shabbos. You may not burn them on Shabbos. The question is, what if it's Yom Kippur instead? So Rabbi, Kiv, uh, Rabbi Shmuel says, no, doesn't cut it. Um, you may not burn Yom Kippur's leftovers on Shabbos. Um, and that's what it says here. Um, but you may burn Shabbos' leftovers on Yom Kippur because Shabbos is just clearly a full step up in terms of Kedusha, and therefore it pushes off Yom Kippur. And that's what the Mishnah said again inside. He said, Bechelbe Shabbos, the fats from Shabbos, craven by Yom Kippurim, can be brought on Motzi Yom Kippur. Excuse me, on Motzi Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur. You're allowed to do that. Um, now, Rabbi Kiva is going to disagree. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Alo shel Shabbos craven by Yom Kippurim, Velo shel Yom Kippurim, craven by Shabbos. Rabbi Akiva holds that the the halachic status of Shabbos and Yom Kippur are sufficiently close, if you will, that one may not, it's actually not from a Pasuk, but one may not um, burn the Shabbos fats on Motzi Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur. Normally one burn the Motzi, the Yom Kippur fats on Motzi Yom Kippur, which is the Shabbos. It may not be done. Each to his own, each day to its own Kedusha, and you may not do one to prepare or use for the other. And that is the halachic Rabbi Akiva. Um, worth pointing out is that this actually is not able to happen um, nowadays in the time of the Mishnah. So the months were truly declared and the Rosh Chodesh was declared, etc., based on the sighting of the new moon, and therefore Yom Kippur could fall on any day of the week. Um, in the year 358, the common era, they fixed the calendar, so it shouldn't be able to be, um, it was fixed in a permanent way that we have today. You know, you can look on the calendar and see what day someone's word mitzvah will be the day they're born. It's, it's already known ahead of time. And Yom Kippur, for, you know, the year 2059 is known already today, etc. So that being the case, that happened because Chazal set up the calendar, and they purposely set up the calendar that Yom Kippur should never fall on a Friday or a Sunday. That was a very important consideration for them uh, because they didn't want that a person who needed to be buried would have to wait you know two days you can't bury the corpse on shabbos on yom kippur we didn't want to push up the burial for two days and therefore because i'll arrange it that the calendar is always such that yom kippur never falls out on a friday or a sunday and that being the case um this part of the mission would never be halach lamaisa but in time of the mission it certainly could have been and the luck in that case would be like rabbi kiva that you cannot prepare for shabbos on shabbos for yom kippur nor can you prepare for yom kippur on shabbos and you can't burn the leftovers of Shabbos in Yom Kippur, nor can you burn the leftovers of Yom Kippur on Shabbos.